And then we, we go through the process of what, what role do you want your job to play in your life, right? We talk about all of the different priorities in their life that they, they want to give time and attention to. And, and uh, you know, is work a big part of that or a small part of that? And just like you said, what, what do you want your life to be? What are your expectations? We all have expectations, whether we realize it or not about our life, you know, when we're kids and we're thinking about our life as adults, we have expectations, whether we've put it into words or not. So what are those? Hi, I'm Sandy Fowler, and you're listening to Mighty Parenting, a podcast where we explore parenting in a way that helps us and our kids find more happiness and fosters emotional wellness, even while solving problems with our teens and young adults. We learn through advice and stories from experts and other parents, and I'm so glad you've joined us. So welcome to Mighty Parenting, where we have real, raw, and relevant talk about raising teens and parenting young adults in today's world. Our conversation today is with Emma B. Perez. Emma is a mentor who specializes in helping teens and young adults craft who they want to be and how they will impact the world. She joined us on episode 194 to talk about gap years, and she's going to be joining us again in a few months to discuss choosing a college. Today, we're chatting about careers and helping our kids figure out what they want to do with their life. And I love that she's working with me to create this sort of mini series to help us help our kids find a path, a path that is good for them, that feeds their spirit, that lights them up and helps them get through the world. Because I think it also improves our relationships. It eases their stress. It eases the relationship stress. So Emma, thanks so much for doing all this with me and welcome back to Mighty Parenting. Thank you for having me back. As I was talking about, I'm like, there's all this pressure, right? Around deciding what college is a kid's going to attend. And the, the parents and the kids get into all that arguing and stuff. And I, I think that you have hit on part of the solution to that. And that is that when you coach with kids or families, you help the kids figure out what they want first in their life and in the world. I'm curious, what got you to, to go to that point, to kind of flip that narrative from what everybody else does, which is decide what college you're going to? That's a great question. So when I was in high school, I knew exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I pursued that. And after 10 years of of doing it, I realized that I wasn't happy and it wasn't right for me. Um, and I needed to find something else. And I had this moment of going, what do I do now? Who am I, if I'm not doing this profession, what else can I even do? (laughs) You know, what are my transferable skills? Um, and I kind of went through sort of a dark night of the soul of figuring out, okay, who am I? Um, what can I do in this world? What do I have to offer this world? You know, that sort of thing. And so I went on this journey working with life coaches and therapists and career coaches. And in the meantime, I took what at the time I thought was a placeholder job working in admissions at a university. And before too long, I started doing college career workshops at high schools all across my state. I was in a different high school every single day. 
And I noticed something when I was doing that, that was really interesting. When I would bring college information, a lot of times it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've heard this before from our counselors and things like that. But when I brought the career information, how to find what you might want to do, what's a good fit for your personality, for your interests, for your skills, things like that, that's what the kids really soaked up. And they wanted more of it because nobody was talking to them about what they might do. It, the focus was all on college. We got to, you got to go to college, you got to get into college. But then what do you do once you get there? And I was meeting so many young people that weren't like me, that, that didn't know. Some kids do. Some kids know exactly what they want to do. But I met a lot of kids who didn't. Um, maybe there wasn't a subject in school that they gravitated towards. And so they weren't really sure what they had to offer or what to major in or what jobs were even out there available to them. Um, I remember one time I was in a school and there was a young woman that just kind of followed me around the whole day and was talking to me and, was, and said, I've never had anybody talk to me about what I'm good at or what I might do. And I found out later from the teacher that she was usually the troublemaker of the class, um, but she wasn't for me that day. Um, and so that's when I said, oh my gosh, I can take this personal journey that I've been on um, for me to find my new path and combine it with the work that I have been doing at that point, it was about five years of this college and career coaching work that I had been doing and create something just for kids, for teens to find their path after high school. And you said something interesting in there is you talked about, you know, some kids know, and some kids don't. And you said some kids don't have like a subject that they gravitated toward or a very specific interest. And I think that's something that as parents, we tend to lean toward is, well, which subject do you like, or which subject are you good at? What is a hobby that we think you can turn into a career? Is that really the best way to pick a career? Honestly, not always. Um, I'm so glad that you asked that question. Um, first of all, and, and I say not always for two reasons. The first one is, like I said before, um, not every kid has the subject that they click with, right? And part of the reason for that is because, um, you know, our schools teach to certain types of intelligence, but not all. And so there are some kids that will click with some subjects and some kids that won't. And maybe what they're really good at is just not a subject, <laughs> you know, maybe it's not so black and white. And so they haven't really had the chance to explore that. Or maybe it is a subject, but it's one that's not as um, high up on the hierarchy, if you will. Um, and so they don't have as much time to put into it. Um, but there's also another reason why sometimes it's, it's also not the best place to start. And it's that um, just because you're good at a subject doesn't mean that, that, you know, science is not a job, right? Math is not a job. There are lots of jobs out there that use math and that use science, but so many kids are picking the subject because maybe they got good grades in it or did well, but they still don't have an idea. They don't know where it goes. They don't know what the jobs are out there that uses that. So for those kids, it may be a good start. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I've asked a kid what they're going to major in and they tell me and I ask them why. And they're like, I don't know. 
And I'm just like, okay, well, what job do you want to do with that? I don't know. What jobs can you get with a major in that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, so there's still further to go in the exploration process. There is. And I like the way you were talking about that. So math, for example, a kid can be good at math, but like you said, well, what are the jobs that use math? And then there are two sides to math. There's arithmetic and then there are the mathematical concepts. A lot of math is really not even about numbers. It's really about organization and logic. So a kid who's good at math might want to go in a career that actually has nothing to do with numerical math skills or might not even be higher level math skills. It might not involve mathematics at all, but is a very logic driven career. Like anything in law enforcement, actually, if you're, if you're looking at solving crimes is, you know, solving a puzzle, figuring out the pieces that's logic oriented arithmetic, a kid likes numbers or some a kid says, Oh, I'm good at math. People go be an accountant. It's like, well, wait a minute. Number one, there's bookkeeping and then there's accounting. And so just, I think getting into that understanding, Oh, bookkeeping is playing is yeah, actually working with these numbers and it's very structured and very organized. And a lot of kids find comfort and they like that accounting is actually something else and starts to get more into logic and ideas and things like that, that you need to tie with the bookkeeping numbers. And then, like I said, you can do a career that uses purely logic and no numbers. So understanding, it sounds like what you said, and then pairing that with my little thought that I just went down the trail on, it sounds like understanding their interests and skills and abilities along with jobs that use those is what we're really looking for. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are so many things that you can look at, you know, who, who are you? How do you want to spend your time? Right. Um, what are you expecting for your life as an adult? How much time are you giving to your job versus your home? And then getting to know occupations beyond just, well, this uses math or this uses science, right? How, how much time are you going to be putting in? Is it salaried? Is it um, freelance? Uh, what is the day-to-day -day like? So these are some of the questions that I go through when I'm working with a young person. We take a look at, okay, well, what are your expectations for life as an adult? And how much is that lifestyle going to cost? And then let's look at these occupations that suit your skills and see if they suit your values and your priorities and how you want to spend your time. There's a concept. And, and I do, I just, I love this conversation because we get it so backwards. I was one of those kids who had no idea what I wanted to do. I did great in school because I just had that particular skill set. And when I would go and ask questions of my counselors, the counselors weren't there to be career counselors. They were there to counsel kids more on behavioral and emotional issues and things. So they had very little at their disposal to help. And so I did, I went off to college going, well, I think I'll do this. And oh no, I can't do that. But I don't want to leave this school. Well, my options are really limited because of the school that I picked. Hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm, right? it's this very totally backwards process. And so I tried to walk through it better with my kids. And I think we did a much better job with my girls. And yeah, I really wish I had known about you because I think that 
going through this process from who are you and what do you want? Mm -hmm. And then looking at, okay, and what are your skills? What are you good at? What kinds of jobs fit all of that? And then what's the educational path for that? Because I, I hear you talking about, um, you know, you're, you're talking about jobs, but it, you're not just talking about college jobs that require a college degree either. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, my, the six step process that I take young people through the last step is, okay, what's the educational path for this? And it could be university, or it could be one of these six other options for educating yourself after high school. And, you know, most students that I have worked with, if they aren't sure what they want to do for work, the, the number one piece of advice that they are given is just go to college anyway, and you'll figure it out when you get there. Just go and undecided, you'll figure it out later. But there's not really anything in college that helps you figure that out either, right? Um, so I've met young people that have gotten through their sophomore year and then quit because they had no major to declare, right? I've met young people that have changed their major multiple times because really the only option in college is to pick a major and try it. Um, and then that costs you a semester of time and money, right? Um, and so with my program, no, we go through all these other things first. And I do want to say, um, I like how you said, you know, they discovering who they are and what they want, then they see all these job options, plural, right? So that's another thing that I like to point out to young people is you don't have to decide right now at 18, the job that you are going to do for the rest of your life, right? There will be multiple fits for you and that's okay. And that's a good thing because first of all, you're not gonna do the same job for the rest of your life. You're gonna do related jobs. So let's learn what those are. And then if you ever decide to have a career change later in life, which a lot of people do, First of all, that's okay. I can't tell you how many young people I've met that when I've asked them, hey, if you change your mind in 10, 15 years, what do you think? And they're like, oh, I'll be a failure. <laughs> no, you're not a failure. That's okay. And here are all of your transferable skills. And here are what some of the other options are, right? So it also takes off a lot of the stress of, oh, I've got to make this decision right now. And then also helps them find the right educational path for what they want to do. So you're talking about jobs, plural, kids changing jobs, sounds like changing career paths and things. And that is something that has changed over the years. And the job market is continually changing. So what, what is the job market like today? What do, our, what do we need to know? What do our kids need to know about today's job market? That's an excellent question. I think the first thing that we need to keep in mind is that this, um, this paradigm, if you will, the storyline of go to college and you'll get a good paying job and you'll be financially secure for the rest of your life. Um, it, it was true when the market was very different than how it is now. Um, mainly because uh well, first of all, it's predicted that by 2027, more than 50% of the workforce will be freelancers. So more and more work is going freelance. We even have um, corporations, even Google is changing salaried positions to contracted positions. 
Um, so we're seeing this huge shift in the workforce of it's getting harder to find these salaried positions, right? Pensions don't even exist anymore. It's a 401k now, which is a different thing, right? And even, um, even when somebody does get a salaried position, the wages are lower adjusted for inflation and um, healthcare is different. So the workforce is just different and it is requiring young people to um, be a little bit more entrepreneurial, even if they do take salaried positions and to have more agency over their their career. There is a chance that they will be changing jobs more. And part of the reason for that is how quickly jobs are changing, right? By the time they graduate from college and step into the workforce, there will be jobs existing at that time that don't exist when they enter college, okay? That's how quickly the jobs are changing. So that's another thing that I, I talk about with the young people that I work with is that, you know, you are, um, it's not necessarily about training for a specific job, uh, a specific hard skill set. There are soft, soft skills, right? Rebranded as power skills that we're now using to keep ourselves agile for as the market changes, as the, as the jobs change and being able to continually learn and grow um, to step into these, these new positions and these new jobs. That's why to me, it's so important to look at who are you, what do you really care about and how can you serve, right? How can you um, improve um, other people's lives while also improving your own life, right? That, that intersection between who are you as a person and how can you serve is where you really find your unique value which is what you can bring to anything that you do, any job that you do, any work that you do. There, you were saying any job you do. You said there were seven different ways to educate yourself after high school. We've talked oh, quite a bit actually about college path because that is what kicks off this conversation with teenagers in our 20-somethings is either they're in high school and trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life or they're in college and going, I have to declare a major or I declared a major and I don't like this. Right. What, what piece of the conversation though are we still missing? I feel like we're still missing a piece. I think another reason why I start with who are you and how do you want to spend your time is because there's also this idea of, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, right? And so I think a lot of young people think that finding their occupation is like finding a life partner, right? I've got to pick the one and I'll know it when I see it and I'm going to be in love with it for the rest of my life, you know? Um, and honestly, that is true for some people. But that's not true for other people. You know, I, I'm the kind of person that, that, yeah, I want my work to make a big impact on the planet. And there are other people that don't need that. They just don't need that. Maybe a small impact or they have other aspects of their life that they want to be bigger than their work. And so they just need something that's going to support their life because they don't want it to be all about work, right? Um, and so. 
when we have the chance, when young people have the chance to really explore that, that just helps them find something that's an even better fit. And a lot of times for those young people, they end up finding that maybe university doesn't have to be the path that they can take, right? There are six other ways to educate yourself. There's trade schools and tech schools and, you know, community college is a different thing than university. And there are even, uh, you know, trades that can be learned at a university. And so there are all these other paths that you can potentially take. Um, that might actually be a better fit for somebody based on what they want to do, based on um, their learning style, because these are very different educational environments as well, which I don't want to get too much into that because I know that we're doing another <laughs> interview about all of that as well. Um, but it just really allows a young person to say, okay, what really are my values and my priorities? Is it this big, let me find the job that's going to, you know, be um, my sole focus, or is it going to be something that I'm satisfied doing that supports the rest of my life? I love this idea of, like I said, turning this upside down, approaching it from what is the other way for most of us parents. I know for you, it's not the other way. And it makes total sense when you say it. So as parents, what do you recommend for us when we're having this conversation with our kids? Like I can, I can see this with a parent who's been talking to their kid and, and maybe especially if they've been struggling or going, why aren't you doing your applications to be able to go back and go, oh my gosh, I like, we have this totally backwards upside down. So where would we start with that? Yeah. So stop asking, asking them, excuse me, stop asking them what they want and start asking them what they don't want. What don't you want for your life? That's actually a much easier question to answer. <laughs> um, you know, what, what kind of jobs do you not want to work? Um, what, where, where do you not want to live? What kind of people do you not want to partner with in life? Um, you know, what don't you want? It's an easier question and it can start to shed light on what you do want. So it's a great place to start. And these are things that we don't even think about, or, well, I don't think we think about it. We certainly don't talk about it when it comes to work. You said, you know, where do you want to live? What kind of people do you want in your life? And even going back to your, your bigger idea of what role do you want your job to play in your life? Like, do you want a job that is soul satisfying to you? Do you want a job that pays you a lot of money to support something else you want to do? Do you want a job that you know, supports a particular kind of lifestyle, but gives you lots of time to go explore this hobby, or maybe there's another way they want to make a difference in the world, but it's a volunteer activity, or maybe they just don't have a clue right now and, and need a chance to explore, which would kind of go back to, if they're young enough, go back to the gap year episode, which all that will be linked in the show notes. Um, that's a great conversation. I think there that you had with us around exploring things. And I just, I appreciate that. Okay. So we're going to go back and we're going to say, what don't you want? And let them start talking about that. And then maybe when we start with the, what do you want? Start with some of these other things like, well, where would you like to live? what kind of people would you like to have in your life? What do you want your lifestyle to be? Like, what would you like a, a day, a typical day in your life as a whole to look like? 
are there other things we can pull and like, you know, where would that conversation go from there? Well, um, I, I will say, I'll go ahead and, and plug this in here. You know, I do have a program called Life Quest that is designed to walk young people through this process. And it is a very specific order that I take them through because it's like a recipe, right? If you go in this order, you'll get the best results. And so I always start with, um, you know, your priorities, how you want to spend your time and values, right? Um, values are so important because this is what helps us make decisions about, you know, what companies you want to work for. And if you want to move across the country or, you know, it, it helps you make these kinds of decisions. Um, and then we, we go through the process of what, what role do you want your job to play in your life, right? We talk about, um, all of the different priorities in their life that they, they want to give time and attention to. And, and uh, you know, is work a big part of that or a small part of that? Um, and just like you said, what, what do you want your life to be? What are your expectations? We all have expectations, whether we realize it or not about our life, you know, when we're kids and we're thinking about our life as adults, we have expectations, whether we've put it into words or not. So what are those? Um, and then I like to talk about money with young people because we have these expectations for our life. Um, what is that going to cost? What do you financially need to make that happen? And if a young person is lucky, they don't have much of a frame of reference for, you know, cost of living. And when they do career search and they see an average salary, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, what kind of lifestyle does that provide? So I do like to talk about money as well. And then that's when I do career exploration. I say, okay, let's take a look at your values and priorities and your skills and your financial needs and find the ones that fit all of that and go from there. Um, so th that's the first four steps of my process. And those are amazing. And I love it because we can start having those conversations with our kids. And I also know having been down this path and actually being on it again with one of my girls that, you know, we aren't necessarily the best person to do that. So I appreciate that you have your program available for anyone who is interested in learning more about what you have or actually having you work through this with their kids instead of them having to do it. How can they find you, Emma? Uh, yeah, you can visit my website, emmabperez.com. And I know there'll be links um, in the show notes to find that. I have lots of resources, free resources for parents um, and more information about my program there. Um, and yeah, Sandy, what you said is exactly right. You know, this age range for young people is a really important one because developmentally what they're doing is they are um, uh, finding their own identity separate from their parents. That's, that's just development developmentally, if I can talk, that's what's happening. And it's a good thing, right? But what happens is sometimes it can make communication with their parents a little bit more difficult. So uh, if you're able to bring in um, coaches, mentors, godparents, auntie types, big sister types that just have a slightly different relationship, it can be really beneficial. 
I love that. And, and, and I love working with you, Mighty Parents. I, Emma and I have been getting to know each other and our work, and I'm actually an affiliate for her LifeQuest program because I think it's amazing. If you go through the link in the show notes, you'll actually go through that and you can get into her free webinar and some other things. So go check that out. And Emma, thank you so much. And thanks for giving us those steps to, to get us started. And I love that tip of maybe having a, a less controversial adult enter the conversation if you feel like things are too tense, not working well with you. That's a great tip. Thank you. Sure. And thank you, Mighty Parents, for being here and for being part of the Mighty Parenting community. Remember, if you're here, you're listening, then you are a Mighty Parent. You got this. And I will see you next week. Mighty Parents, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Mighty Parenting Podcast. If you're ready for more, visit MightyParenting.com where you can get your free email series, How to Talk to Your Teen, with tips for communicating with your teen in a way that builds connection and communication. You can also get Mighty Parenting Plus so you can access our private podcast, which includes all the Mighty Parenting episodes, behind the scenes, guest highlights, and more. And of course, remember to share the podcast with another parent to support them on their parenting journey.